BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. You gotta be the happiest guy in the world because all the meetings that are going on behind closed doors with the Jaguars pertain with Urban Meyer and they're not getting ready for the Tennessee Titans this weekend. I wish, I wish that were the case. They're getting ready for the Titans. This distraction is hanging over their heads and now you got players that are sitting there and it's a double standard now because he clearly isn't. When you do screw up, you gotta face the music, pay the piper, fall on your sword as I say it. On the road with the Rod Peterson Show. You betcha. They tell us we're good to go. And uh, we are live back in Dodge City in sunny and steamy South Florida today. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. Poolside here, uh, back in the friendly environs. The Moose is in the bunker in the rectangle, and we're ready to talk sports for the next two hours. Coming up with the program today, former hockey pro from the puck support movement, Brady Leovold, and uh, that's an hour one. In hour two, TSN NHL insider Darren Drager. You're on, Moose. Is that another, doing, my friend, or should I is say? Is that another new Florida Ted shirt? Lasso? No, I've worn it before. Okay. I've worn it before. This was uh, team issued last year in that first round exit by the Florida Panthers, and I thought, it's, it's hot, Darren. I'm sweating this thing up today, ready to talk some sports today. How's your 22 hours been since I saw you last? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, uneventful, but, but good. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'll tell you what, we got a lot to get to today. Um, I want to jump right into it here on the warm up for E-Cold Electric. If you can hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan. And have a lot of hockey to get to, but for it is Canada's daytime sports talk show, Darren, and I'm opening up with a lot of CFL talk, okay? And then we'll get to, if we can't get it to all of it in block one, we'll certainly cover it through block two, all of our quick six show topics here, because there's a lot, almost too much, you know? Yeah. But I got to open up with the Canadian Football League. And uh, for one, we're going to, what do you want first, the good news or the bad news? Rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, no, I'm going to the good news. <laughs> Wrong answer. Uh, week 10 in the CFL opens up tonight, and this is what's important. Even if you're somebody that doesn't care about the CFL, you're an American who's told me you know, that I lose you when I talk about the CFL. No, you, you'll, you'll get this. 
The Toronto Argonauts organization is going to honor the 1991 championship team tonight when Week 10 kicks off at BMO Field in Toronto, honoring the 30-year anniversary of one of the most memorable teams in CFL history when they play host to the Ottawa Red Blacks tonight. Now, I have not looked up the betregal.net betting odds for this one, but I got to think around three points the Argos will be favored. Now, listen to this. The 1991 Toronto Argonauts were quite literally a Hollywood story owned by a trio that included Canadian icons, John Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, John Kennedy, <laughs> been in the States too long, John Candy and Wayne Gretzky, as well as American businessman and then owner of the Los Angeles Kings, Bruce McDowell. With seven eventual Canadian Football Hall of Famers on the roster, including the likes of Pinball Clemens, Matt Dunnigan, D.K. Smith, and Don Wilson, as well as the 1991 Coach of the Year, Adam Rita, and signing one of the biggest American college football stars ever in Rocket Ishmael, the Boatmen were every bit Hollywood on the field as well. So tonight at BMO Field, for our Eastern Canadian viewers, if you haven't got tickets yet, you're going to want to get down there, the first 2,000 fans in attendance. We'll receive a replica of the 1991 championship sweater. A large group of that 1991 team will be in attendance and honored at halftime. Throwback A helmet will be worn by the Argos as an ode to the championship team. And a 90s-themed content and activations at BMO Field will be going on throughout the game. Now, listen, I'll be watching tonight from South Florida with a heavy heart because my good man, Chris Schultz, was the starting right tackle on that Argos football team. But that's kind of an exciting thing to kick off week 10, wouldn't you say, Moose? Ottawa, Toronto, 1991 night at BMO Very Field. exciting. Very exciting. I mean, these are the glory days of the Canadian Football League. It's what we want, right? I mean, we want these memories. I mean, you can show yes. off how star-studded this league has been at times and maybe give people a hope of what this league can be. Well... Some star power would help, but that 1991 Argos team had it all. And I'll say this. I've been asked many times, and I didn't realize that until I got into this new career where I just, I look back, because for 30 years I was just a, like a power, a motorboat through the harbor. Never stopped to look back. Yeah. And once I left that last job with the Rough Riders, somebody said to me, who's the biggest name you ever interviewed? And I was always thinking, you know, Jordan Eberle, Robbie Alomar, guys like this. And then I look back and go, no, wait a minute, John Candy. John Candy. I interviewed him on the sidelines when the Argos visited the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 1991. And I'll say it again. This guy was the size of a Coke machine. Like, I'm a big guy. 6'3". He had 100 pounds on me and probably an inch or two. John Candy was massive. But just a tremendous guy. So I'm sure they'll be honoring him tonight. Reason to tune in on Wednesday Night Football on the CFL. That's the good news. Um, moving on to point two, which is kind of mediocre news, and we did cover this a little bit yesterday, but I was surprised and a little disheartened to learn when we got off the air yesterday that Cody Fajardo, the star quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, issued an apology to anyone whose feelings he hurt in his post-game rant after Saskatchewan lost in Calgary Saturday, 23-17. to And we covered it on Monday, talked about it on Tuesday. Here we are Wednesday, because from what I understand, Moose, it's... The big topic in uh, the rectangle, the Ryder Nation and all the CFL. Producer Clark was telling me that before we went to air this morning that everybody's still talking about it. Cody calling out his teammates, his receivers, basically saying they don't have enough playmakers. People extended that to the scouting staff. And he came out and apologized for hurting anybody's feelings. And I, am I too harsh? Am I too skin of a rhinoceros? 
to say that an apology was not necessary? Or am I too old school? He is the quarterback. He is the face of the franchise. The fan base, you know, he kind of, they look to him, right, to lead this, this organization. I know they're looking at Craig Dickinson as well and other people around the organization, but they look to Cody. Cody's number one. So if the fan base is upset, I kind of have a feeling that he'll take that personally. And, you know, that's, that's just the guy he is, right? Or the guy that, you know, we see is he wants to make sure that everybody's good. I'm sure he took care of his locker room. I don't think that's an issue. I'm sure he went into his locker room and talked to each of his receivers one-on-one or as a group and said, look, this is what happened. It's what I mean. You know, we're good. I, I no doubt. But then I think he felt a little personal connection to the fan base to say, look at guys like, uh, this isn't what I meant. And I know you guys are upset, but we just want to win. So I understand why he did it. And, and I'm okay with it. I understand why I did it. I just don't think it was necessary. But I'll tell you this. This is the wonders of technology in 2021 that I can do a sports talk show from South Florida talking about Canadian topics. Last night, I had members of the Canadian media media blowing up my phone with videos and screenshots of Cody Fajardo overthrowing his receivers Saturday night. And the media, the media will not name who they were, but they were saying, how do you call out your receivers when you're doing this? I'm like, e- yeah, yeah. But Tom Brady calls out his teammates all the time. And last year, he f- lost track of downs on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Remember that one in the fourth quarter? Yes. So, yes, you got to make sure that your yard's clean if you're going to call out others. But, and I also said, maybe Cody's feeling the heat. Like, I got out of the cauldron that is the 306 for a reason to get down here because it was too much. And I'm not, don't have anything to do with it. Imagine Cody. Maybe the heat's getting to him. But anyways, moving on. We can revisit that later if you wish. And by the way, the Prairie Mobile text line is open. 306-840-8777. 840-8777. Like I said, it's Canada's daytime sports talk show. We got to open up with Canadian topics. I'm getting to the hockey. Just hang on. Point three. I got a phone call last night while I was watching the Lightning and the Panthers from my good friend Eddie Steele. Breakup champion, nine-year CFL veteran, told me that he'd been let go by the radio station that carries Edmonton Elks broadcast. The reason? We all know he was extremely critical of the general manager of the Edmonton Elks, Brock Sunderland. Extremely critical of him on Friday on this show. And uh, he called and said, well, they're letting me go. He said, it wasn't just your show. He goes, on the pregame show of the Elks last game, I let Brock have it too. He goes, I knew that I was going too far, but I wanted to get it off my chest. And I guess this is the thing, Darren, where it's like, if you got one shot, you better make it good. And he made it good. And he was let go, and he knew it was coming. And uh, nobody likes to be fired, obviously, but Eddie's fine, doesn't need the money. And so that news came out. So that's the bad news, right? We had the good news, the news, and then the bad news from an Eddie Steele perspective and i guess that's the top item running at three nation.com so when you heard today that eddie was let go um what was your reaction it's tough you never want to see good people lose their jobs and but no i understand it from a radio station perspective because you're not a neutral broadcast right on chad you're not a neutral broadcast you're the you're the elks broadcast so you don't have to you know and i know you've been through this you know would never expect anybody to lie or anybody to um not be honest, but you do have to support the organization. I think, you know, you're asked to anyways support that organization when you're on the team broadcast and be a team player. So I get it. And, and Eddie clearly knew. And from our perspective, I always worry, you know, 
you know, are they going to be mad at us? Did we lead him down a path? And we didn't. He wanted to get this out, and I get that. And Eddie's a man of integrity. But Daryl Davis had a, um, a reply in the Twitter feed. I think it was on our Twitter feed. Saw that. And I think he's somebody that, you know, has a lot of respect around the industry. You know, he's been a member of the Football Reporters of Canada and that association for a long time. I think we have a tremendous amount of respect for Daryl. And, you know, to sum it up, he used a Shakespeare quote that said, you know, basically honor matters more than, than anything. And if you're good with yourself, that's what matters. And, and I think that's where Eddie's at. I mean, he was truthful. He was honest. He's good with it. And he'll find other opportunities. There's no question about that. But I feel bad for him that he doesn't get to call the football games. But I just, if he's good with it, we're good with it. It's where it was going to go. Well, just to be clear, he was an analyst pre and post game show. He wasn't doing color or anything like that. But one day people are going to understand where this industry has gone, or at least what my experience has been. I've never minded for 30 years as a play-by-play guy massaging a message or making a team look good. I was okay with that. But the day that I got called in and told to go on the air and lie and cover something up for the team, I said, I won't do it. And they, and they said, no, no, you don't understand. If you don't do it, you're going to be fired. I took off my key fob and I said, here, take it. I don't want the job. I won't lie to these people i.e. the people of this province. And uh, while I wasn't fired that day, it started the clock ticking, let's put it that way. (laughs) And so anyways, with what we're doing here on this program, down in America, they get it. They're so much further advanced. There's, I don't know why or what the deal is down here, but they get it. And so many people are like, you're a trailblazer, man. You're a trailblazer with what you're doing with your show. It's unreal. And I'm like, well, that's how Darren and I feel. Just the people north of the border just kind of slow picking that up. But we're getting there. Moving on to point four, which is what I've been dying to talk about all day. And by the way, for our new American viewers, the Quick Six Show topics are of importance to me. Maybe not in the world, but of importance to me. So NHL preseason from Tuesday night, Anders Lee, back this season after recovering from his ACL injury, scored to lead the New York Islanders to a 3-0 win over the Philadelphia Flyers in Bridgeport, Connecticut, Tuesday night. Lee, New York's captain, tore his ACL on the Islanders' 5-3 win over the New Jersey Devils back on March 11th. He missed the rest of the 2021 regular season and the entirety of New York's run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Imagine if they had him. Probably would have beat Tampa. Uh, Speaking of, Owen Tippett scored twice in the third period to help Florida beat Tampa Bay 3-2 in Orlando, Florida last night. Frank the Tank Vetrano also scored for the Panthers. And Spencer Knight made 23 saves. Uh, by the way, I talked to the Tippett family last night. Owen Tippett is, quote, a far, far-off relation to the Western Canadian Tippett family. Okay. They told me that their grandfathers were cousins. They're not having Christmas together. Those are some strong genes. <laughs> no, those are some strong, strong-like-bull genes to last that long. How are we doing for time here? Because right. next segment, I'm going to talk about this Tampa Bay-Florida rivalry in the National Hockey League and how I spit you not. I think it's the number one rivalry in the National Hockey League right now. (laughs) Oh, my. You saw my tweets last night. It was a yardstale. They were brawling last night in Orlando. And the play-by-play voice of the Panthers, Steve Goldie Goldstein, is going, you can't ask for more entertainment than this tonight. For the fans of Orlando, I'm like, well, yeah, I love it, but I don't think Gary Bettman likes it. Is this what we're trying to sell in Sunbelt markets? If so, I'm here for it. It was a hell of a lot of fun. If it gets people excited, why but wouldn't as far you? As fl- right. 
Of course, oh, they were going nuts last night in the Amway Arena for that hockey game. Uh, by the way, my 10 things uh, column was picked up by the Panthers today in their daily news clippings that they send out to all the media. So loving me some Florida Panthers. Yes, I'm still a Golden Knights fan, but it's really, it's really. Keep your eye on this, Moose. Jason Zucker scored in the ninth round, the ninth round of the shootout to give Pittsburgh a 5-4 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Philip Tomasino scored 249 into overtime as the Nashville Predators beat Carolina 3-2. Free agent signee Nick Ritchie scored his first two goals for the Leafs in a 6-2 preseason win over Montreal. How about Brennan Menel and, yeah, oh, stuff it. Am I saying these guys' names right for the Leafs, by the way? Brennan Menel and Brett Sini? Am I saying that right? Close enough. Who are these guys? They each had a goal and an assist. And Ilya Mekayev and Semyon Der Argonintisnev added goals. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe Bowen. Poor Joe Poor Bowen. Poor Joe Bowen. Yes, right. Oh, my God. The voice of the Leafs. Semyon Der Argonintisnev. His nick... Oh, I'm sure his nickname's Chintzy. Oh, yeah. That's what I would be calling him. Here comes Chintzy flying down the left wing. Uh, Peter Mrazek made 20 saves for the Maple Leafs. Joel Armia had a goal and an assist, and Alex Belzeal also scored for Montreal. Luke Glendinning scored the tie-breaking goal in the third period, and the Dallas Stars beat St. Louis 3-1. And Alec Martinez scored twice, and Peyton Krebs had a goal and two helpers to help Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, Knock off Colorado 7-4. Keegan Colazar, Riley Smith, Willie Carlson. We Willie Carlson. And Jake Lesition also scored for the Golden Knights. You will remember the name Jake Lesition. He was the captain of God's team, the Regina Pats. And Logan Thompson recorded 34 saves to earn the win. Uh, two more games, okay? Vince Dunn scored two goals, and Seattle closed out his preseason schedule with a 4-0 shutout of the Vancouver Canucks. Have they burnt down Rogers Arena yet? <laughs> the Canucks lost to the Seattle Kraken. Get used to it. And Lawson Krause and Louis Erickson scored third-period goals six minutes apart to push the Arizona Coyotes past the L.A. Kings 4-1. Costly game uh, for the Kings. They lost center Quinton Byfield, the second overall pick in the 2020 draft. He sustained a lower body injury when he was checked into the boards by Arizona right-winger Christian Fisher. Uh, Byfield's left leg slammed into the boards awkwardly, and he had to be helped off the ice. That's big news when it's being talked about on ESPN's Sports Center. The uh, warm-up is brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. Moose and I will return and tear apart all of these things, plus American League wildcard results, some NFL news, and more. You're watching the RP Show live from beautiful Dodge City in South Florida on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying. 
Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you got to use the promo code FANSIDED20. Hey, the bridge is open on the Intercoastal. Backside of us in Fort Lauderdale as the RP show continues on a gorgeous Tuesday. What is that? What is the Florida pan? What is that, you guys? I'm in the sun here. Who's you're going to have to help me? That, what, what that, was the, that was the Panthers and the Lightning. Ah, okay. I can barely see it. <laughs> I'm sure our viewers could see it just fine. Ah. You ready to just pick up where we left off, Moose? Absolutely. Let's roll. I got fresh coffee. Hey, We're good. I love it. By the way, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You got to shave off your beard and just leave the cheese. <laughs> because <laughs> what? Three weeks. Three weeks, then what? Then, do we let the cat out of the bag? No, we got to wait. Oh, you're doing a Movember. Okay, well... Ted Lasso, man. Like, I'm all in on Ted Lasso. What took me so long? You've been trying to get me for a year and a half, two years to, to I watch. I know. It's now so I'm hooked. great. And now you see all the different lines in the, yeah. in the show. Like, he's just so positive, right? The other one, the one that gets uh, me, you, you, don't, you don't bring an umbrella to a brainstorm. Did you get to that far yet? I don't think I saw that line yet. I know. No, I'm getting there. I'm, but I'm quite enjoying it. By the way, Dan the Jets fans watching on YouTube and says, no, that was too dark to see. Okay, thanks. It's not just me. I'm not that blind yet. Uh, by the way, sprinkling in comments from our wonderful viewers that keep us on the air daily here on Game Plus. Uh, Michael J. is watching in British Columbia, in the lower mainland, Michael J. And I almost feel like it might be Michael J. Fox. Hi. You guys are so good at what you do. You're making it hard for me to get my work done. LOL. Great takes and opinions. Love it. Thanks. Signed, Michael J. That can only be Michael J. Fox. There's only can be one in the Vancouver area, correct? I would think. Big fan, yeah. too, by the way. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, you of him or him of us? Me. Well, both. It's mutual. From the 780 Edmonton area, Trevor is watching on Game Plus Television. He says, hey, Rod, I was at the Ryder game Saturday night. Cody doesn't need to apologize because what he did makes the team better. Everyone needs to elevate their game. Their receivers aren't good enough, and neither was Cody. Nothing wrong with higher expectations. We should all strive to be better at whatever job we do in life. All the best, Trevor. I feel like... I sit here and extol these dad concepts. And I'm sure your dad said the same sort of things to you, Darren. But it's like, I had my dad telling me. I had amateur sports coaches telling me. I had bosses later in life saying, we need more out of you. And you know what? It hurt my feelings. It did. But it made me look at myself and be better. 
not piss and moan. And by the way, do you think my dad was ever going to apologize? Hmm? <laughs> not a chance. Where are we? Like, Theo said it. And there's only one Theo. When I say Theo, you know who we're talking about here. And for those that don't know, Theron Fleury. Uh, Theo and I are pretty good friends. And as you know, when you're on the inside with me, you're on the inside with me. And we, we were in this Recovery Coach Academy in May, as you know, the two of us, becoming certified recovery coaches in mental health and addictions. And, um, you know, when those Zoom calls are over and you just kind of hang around and keep talking, that's what Theo and I did the one day. And we talked about how soft society is. And I, said, I, I used the pendulum theory to Theo. I said, you know, in society, I've read these books, Theo. And what's the one I gave you? The one about leadership? Leaders eat last. Ah. Leaders eat last. Leaders eat last. Yeah, it, talk, it talked about generational swings with the way society is mentally. And it just it goes to a point and then it comes back. And Theo's like, we're done. We're not coming back. We've gone too far. As a society, that's what Theo thinks. Um, what do you think? Like, I'd like back. to think we're coming back at some point. It'll come. You back. think so? Oh yeah. And you know, we get into this this area, and we we see people, you know, want the easy way out and not work for anything. And it's I, I've heard it, I've read it. it. A lot of it's a you know whether it's a parenting issue. We've instilled this in our kids because you know the generation that's raising the soft society. They had it tough, right? And that's what made them so great and, and accomplished so much and, you know, yeah. being pushed. And now, But they don't want their kids to have a difficult life. And it all comes from a great place of intent, right? I want to provide now because I had to struggle. I don't want you to struggle. I don't want you to have to go through it because I went through it, right? And it that's creates fine. this soft kind of society a little bit where we don't know how to deal with adversity. And eventually we'll start seeing you know, a, a real rise in the number of people that can't deal with adversity as well. And so it'll make the people who can stand out. And when they stand out and they have success because they can deal with adversity, then it'll make more people want to learn how to go through that. So it will come back eventually. It might take a generation though. So we're going to go through this one generation well, and the next one will be tougher. I swear we will get back to talking sports folks at some point, but in this Recovery Coach Academy, I just got to tell this story. It was uh, based out of Hartford, Connecticut. And it was that whole, raise your hand on the Zoom call if you have a question. So Theo raises his virtual hand. And the guy that's running the academy goes, we have a question here from a Theo. He goes, call me Theo. And one of the other guys that was in the academy with me goes, do you think these guys knew that this was a pointy game guy over a thousand games in the National Hockey League? I said, no clue. No idea. It's of a bunch of Americans. They would have no idea that it was Theron Fleury, Stanley Cup, Olympic gold medal winning forward. But anyways, Theo's a beaut. Uh, William May in Lloyd Minster says uh, it will swing back and hopefully soon. I don't know. I hope, I hope not only that it does swing back, but that we're the reason for it. Well, it's going to happen in sports. And here's why. Here's how it's going to happen. Because coaches are always looking for an edge. And so right now, we've gone through this era of real tough hockey where every team had an enforcer and it was really physical. And guys like Eric Lindros, 
the power forward, we're, we're superstars. And now we've gone into this speed, skill, you got to be fast. And if you can't skate, it's going to be a problem. And every team's going that way, modeling um, what we've seen in the game of hockey. Well, every team's going to get to that point where it's all speed, all skill, all fast, smaller players, and maybe some bigger players, but it's all about the speed of the game. Some coach is going to come along and say, I can have an edge if I play physical because nobody knows how to deal with physical anymore. And they're going to have a big team that's physical, and it's really going to shake things up. And if they have success yeah. and win, more coaches will go that way. So it'll swing back. I have no doubt. God, I hope you're right. Um, well, I hope everybody's enjoying the show today. But you know what? I am. And that's really all that matters. And you too, I think. And I got your text, by the way, about... Uh, <laughs> good for you. I'll... <laughs> I'll leave that as a surprise for everybody. From Northside YEG watching on YouTube says, Eddie Steele let go from 630 Chad for talking about Brock Sunderland on this show. I know, dude. Coffee starts at 10 a.m. Mountain. Show up for it. We've already discussed it. <laughs> um, Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City, Utah. A dad apologizing in the 70s or 80s. I just fell out of my chair laughing. Thanks for the laugh, Rod. Right? How about, let's talk about the day my dad thought that I gave him the finger behind his back. <laughs> Which I didn't. Oh, how do you think that? How do you think that went over? There was no convincing him that I didn't. But I didn't, Darren... That's why we had wood stoves and the, and the wooden fireplace, because that's how Dad took out the anger, chopping wood in the backyard, right? Well, that's why I think so many people are soft about this Blue Jays thing. We've, they've grown up in this participation trophy ribbon society that, oh, we led the majors in home runs and Vladdy had an MVP season, so it was a good season. I'm not going down that road again, but holy smokes, did we get people going on that. And my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat is watching, and she says, oh, my. Yeah, you're telling me, Chris. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it's just me and Chris on this show talking about my dad. Where was I, Moose? Let's get back on point. I'm okay with dad stories. Uh, I got a million. What do I have here? Oh, American League wildcard. Xander Bogarts and Kyle Schwarber homered off Yankees ace Garrett Cole to help the Boston Red Sox beat New York 6-2 in the American League wildcard game. Nathan Eovaldi took a shutout into the sixth inning for Boston. That's hard to beat. The Red Sox will play the AL East champion Tampa Bay Rays in the best-of-five division series starting Thursday night in Florida. I get the sense down here, like, this is football mad country, and I'm hanging around hockey people. So I'm not hearing very much talk about baseball other than to say there are Yankees fans down here and they're very ups upset because they're like, this is why we got Garrett Cole for one game showdowns like this. And he was chased from the game. Uh, but anyways, I wanted to talk about this too. And Brady Leobold coming up in the next block. You are watching the RP show live on Game Plus Television. Also YouTube and sports radio, rodpeterson.com slash listen live. I mentioned that I wrote a column on last night's Lightning Florida Panthers game, a 10 things column, which everybody likes those 10 things column because society has such a short attention span, Darren. What were we talking about? Oh, 
the game last night, 3-2 Panthers over the Lightning in Orlando, and it was a fight fest. And Corey Perry, this is the first time I saw him play. I don't know if he played in the preseason yet for Tampa Bay or not. What a run this guy is. And Sam Bennett, where did Sam Bennett come from? He runs Andre Vasilevsky behind the net last night. <laughs> it's amazing. I loved it. Right? Brew, a Donnybrook breaks out. And there are, everybody's out of their seats going nuts in Orlando for this game. And it, it, it touched off several melees. So there was the... So Corey Perry goes and fights Owen Tippett for some reason after Sam Bennett runs Vasilevsky. Why don't you go after Sam Bennett? Bennett would have fought you. But anyways, then there was scrums after every whistle. And then once they got into the third period, it was just gloves were hitting the ice. And it was a yard sale. And... It got to the point where I went in this morning and I added up the penalty minutes. It was only like just over 100 penalty minutes. It felt like 300, but it's today's NHL. Five fights feels like 20 fights, right, from, from the old days. And I'm thinking these two teams meet in Tampa on Thursday night. And Joe Thornton, not like he's going to do anything physically in the game, but the fit might hit the Shan on Thursday night at Amelie Arena. And this, listen, you tell me what other NHL preseason back-to-backers or rivals are doing this right now in NHL preseason play. I'll wait. It's not happening. It's not happening anywhere. It's unbelievable. I mean, no. you got Tampa and Florida like that and two non-traditional hockey markets. you got the defending Stanley Cup champions two times. you got Florida who almost knocked them off, were their biggest threat throughout the playoffs, it felt like. Um, unbelievable stuff. And Sam Bennett, by the way, has not only you know found a real nice home in Florida, he's kind of resurrected his career. They kicked him out of town in Calgary. At least that's what it feels like from the yeah. outside. And no, he did. was a star in Florida <laughs> in the playoffs, chipping in, playing tough minutes, playoff hockey. And now look, look what he's doing. He's, he's a leader on that team with the Panthers. So what a great fit. What a great storyline. This is one to watch. And we're going to break and bring in Brady Leavell. But I, like I said, the Panthers included my 10 things column this morning in their news clippings. And I, I did not expect this kind of treatment from the Florida Panthers when I came down here, man. Are we having a moment? Have they overcome the Vegas Golden Knights as my team? I'm starting to think so. Maybe. Moose, we'll, we'll see you uh, a little later on, okay? Sounds good. I'll be here. It is the RP Show, and you are watching on Game Plus Television. YouTube Live. No Facebook this week, and maybe never again. And 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. If it looks familiar, it should. The beach front of Rayburn House in the Florida Keys. We're coming to you from beautiful South Florida. Dodge City today. We'll be back at the Beach House in Pompano Beach tomorrow. Just ahead of Brady Leavold joining us, former Swift Current Bronco, Kelowna Rocket, and Norfolk Admiral. Admiral 
Roger Yee writes this uh, from Calgary. He's watching on Game Plus TV and says, Rod, please keep preaching about how soft people are these days. We need to cancel, cancel culture. And from Steve P., great to see you on TV and listen to your perspective. Loved you on the cage. Cheers from Steve P., living in Abbotsford now. And yes, the pendulum will swing back to normal. Not all kids are entitled. Lots of hardworking ones out there that still strive to be the best. So we're giving out a lot of life lessons today. And a good spot to bring in Brady Leopold from the puck support movement. Life's kind of knocked the crap out of you too, Brady. Just like me, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, Rod, how are you? First time caller, long time listener. Yeah, I appreciate but, you watching all the time and chiming in. And what are we what are we talking about today, Brady? By the way, that's a that's a good question, Ron. I mean, there's so many things that we can cover. I know you mentioned Theo and uh, the work that you've done, and and you know maybe how that relates to kind of what I'm doing in the sport world and, and what I've gone through. And you know, I'm just before we go any further, kudos to all of you guys over there and, and Moose on the recent award. You guys do a tremendous job. I obviously have my own podcast and watch you guys very closely. Um, and uh, you guys are the pros. You guys are doing something incredible. Huge fan. Pleasure to be here. But yes, lots to talk about. And uh, just once again, thanks for having me. And thanks for all the work that you do in the recovery community. Because I think now more than ever, we're seeing uh, some major problems in society surrounding addiction and mental illness. Oh, there's no two ways about that, Brady. And I appreciate All the kind words, and we're going to have some fun here today. We don't have as much time as we usually do, but Brady's podcast is Hockey to Heroin. What is it? Hockey to Heroin back? Hockey to Heroin? You've got a few different names for what you're doing. Yeah, it was Hockey to Heroin. I changed the name so it's not so rigid and rough around the edges. It's now Hockey to Heroin back. But yeah, the, the long story short, right? Like... WHL player on the outside, everything looks pretty good, uh, but struggled a lot through my junior career uh, early on, you know, sexually abused. Um, I also had Theo on my show. He's uh, somebody that I look up to tremendously as well, but um, struggled and struggled through my junior career. Uh, Tons of ups and downs, but still managed to turn pro. But my first year pro, I was uh, prescribed a painkiller and uh, led one thing led to another, and it didn't take very long for me to lose my hockey career, my family, my self-respect, my dignity, um, and you know I found myself homeless and uh, behind bars, places you never think um, when you're trying to search out your dreams as a hockey player. Like I felt not this close, but kind of close, right in the American Hockey League, and it didn't take very long for me to fall. And um, you know, luckily I was able to battle out of it. Uh, two days, Rod's going to be 19 months, which is something that I never thought I could get to. But in that 19 months, it's it's been a lot of work. And I've been doing a lot of work in that space, uh, in the mental illness and addiction space, uh, certainly in the hockey community. And I just have to give a shout out to the entire hockey community because without their support, I'm probably not sitting here today. Uh, I've never been more reminded how important hockey is to me, not just the game, but the people involved because they've really rallied around my story, embraced it. And for the most part, I've had nothing but positive feedback. Um, but in the process, Rod, I've uncovered a lot of stories that are similar to mine that you know I would have never thought that 
I would have found um, those individuals. Some of them you can see behind me. Tragically, they've lost their life to suicide or overdose. And the numbers are staggering. And we're just yeah. talking hockey players. So trying to take it upon myself, Rod, to do what I can and try to make this some partnerships. And we got a cool one coming down the pipeline with uh, Minor League Madness. And and your friend, Tyler Smith, friend of the show as well. Um, it's going to be coming out October 12th. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, starting an organization, just trying to help people, Rod. And um, lots of work to go. <laughs> Yeah, well, for our uh, hockey fans that are watching in South Florida, you uh, did sign a contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning and you played in their system. But as, as we talk here, Brady, things always come up. But I'd like to know your opinion on Robin Leonard calling out the NHL for dispensing benzos without a doctor's prescription. Because now, this morning, people are sending me stuff. There are other former NHLers that have come to Robin Leonard's aid or support, if you will. And, and I've just tweeted. I said, nobody's cramming it down their throat. At some point, guys got to take responsibility for themselves. You and I are both in recovery from addiction. So I just, I love Robin Leonard, but I'm like, guys, look in the mirror. It's a good point, Rod. I mean, I think at first, you, you, I never really looked at it that perspective for whatever reason. You've been in recovery longer than me, so you know I'm still learning. It's a great perspective. I think that guys do need to be more accountable, but at the same time, having been in that position myself uh, with an injury, uh, and having you know doctors say here take this and not having the uh, knowledge, not having not having really any idea of what it is and what it's going to do and maybe the long term effects of it. So I think instead of you know and I I'm friends with Robin. I talk to him at least once a week through text and you know I have his back 100. percent I don't I don't know if maybe he did go about it the right way, but at the same time he's brash. I think that's where we're going to see positive change. But at the same time, I would like to see more being done right from the the younger generation, um, you know, just educating kids uh, inside and outside of hockey. But let's talk about hockey for a second and, you know, just letting them know that, hey, when you get to a certain point, maybe an injury or you get to the pros and you're on road trips and you're having trouble sleeping, like these options are going to be available to you. But what does that look like and what are the consequences? Maybe becoming dependent on them or whatever. So I certainly see both sides of it. I think we're getting to a point now where there just needs to be more, more education around it. And then, the onus does become on the players because they can nobody can say, hey, they didn't know. But if they're actually taking the proper precautions uh, to educate their players instead of assuming that, hey, the doctors are doing it or whatever, because I'll tell you, this was years ago, but when I blew my knee out and I walked into the doctor's office, it was like, here's a prescription of Oxycontin and it was no, hey, you might get addicted or this or that. Um, and it was like, holy uh, you know, and it just took a hold of my life. And I'm not the only one. So again, there's no blame here uh, for me. I just think that more needs to be done. And I'm certainly trying to do my part, Rod. I've been talking to a lot of minor hockey associations, sharing my story. And it's uh, it's been a great gift to me and the feedback's been great. So if we can make little changes uh, around the around the country, around the states, wherever it is, then hopefully we're trending in the right direction. We... Uh... We just need to talk about it more. That's all. And edu educate those kids. But I think you and I are two pretty good examples of guys that our whole lives, Brady, people were in our face knowing there was something wrong with us. And we were like, bugger off. Leave us alone. It wasn't until we got serious and realized that we were the problem. That's all. And I'll, I'll leave it on this because we got to run and I wish we had more time. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are the marquee franchise in the NHL. Obviously, back-to-back -back Stanley Cup winners. And they're talking about a three-peat. They also have the best mental health coach in the National Hockey League. Right, this, this guy is on staff. And while other teams have a guy, 
available to them that he's very active with their players. And it's just, I think we need to, as a hockey culture, talk about this stuff more. That's all. And stop they pointing had, the finger they had, they at they each had other. A great one when I was, they had a great one when I was there. Max Offenberger was his name, and he was fantastic. Tampa's always done a great job. And Dean Chanel actually brought him into Swift Current just to meet me when I was 17 because I was so mentally ill. But listen, Rod, I'm a huge fan. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Anytime um, you want to have me on, I'm always here. But I'm always watching, trying to learn from you. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Brady. Appreciate you, man. Brady Leovold former uh, hockey pro and WHL star, joining us from Muskoka, Ontario. We'll take a time out. We're really covering a lot of ground today. Broadcasting live from Dodge City, you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP show continues from sunny and beautiful South Florida. That's a uh, shot of the intercoastal. Get a ride on the water taxi if you get a chance. You won't forget it. Just ahead of uh, Moose rejoining us, a sports update. The Boston Red Sox have earned themselves a few days here in Florida. The Bo Sox moved into the American League Division Series by thumping the Yankees 6-2 Tuesday night in the wild card game. Xander Bogarts and Kyle Schwarber belted early homers to back a sterling performance by Nathan Evaldi. The ALDS begins Thursday in St. Petersburg, Florida, as the Red Sox take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Meanwhile, it'll be a pitcher's duel tonight in the NL wildcard game. Adam Wainwright gets the start for the cards. In the one-and-done game, Max Scherzer goes for the Dodgers. It's an 8.20 p.m. Eastern first pitch. NHL last night, Philip Grubauer stopped all 38 shots he faced as the Seattle Kraken blanked the Vancouver Canucks 4 nothing. Also, Nick Ritchie scored twice to lead the Leafs past the Montreal Canadiens 6-2. But in the game that everybody cares about, let's be honest, Owen Tippett scored twice in the third period to lead the Florida Panthers to a 3-2 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning in Orlando. Busy night of uh, preseason play tonight. The Flames visit the Winnipeg Jets. Both teams coming off losses. Calgary fell to the orders 4-3 Monday night. And Winnipeg lost 3-2 in Vancouver. Veteran quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson will make a second straight start for Tirana as the Argos host the Ottawa Red Blacks to kick off Week 10 in the CFL tonight. The sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games and book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store where you'll, where you'll never, ever have to ask for the CFL games to be put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Welcome back into the Bunker Moose. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. The uh, Week 10 of the CFL kicks off. I just got to run this by you for BetRegal.net, our exclusive betting partner. We got 90 seconds, they tell me. Ottawa, Toronto tonight. You tell me if you're taking the bet or you're not. Simple. Argos favored by nine. Yes. Taking it. Friday night, Ed, and I'll, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I'm taking it too. Friday night, Edmonton Elks at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Bombers favored by 14. Yay or nay? Deal or no deal? No deal. I'm taking the Elks to cover. No deal? No deal. Me too. 
Saturday, Calgary at Saskatchewan. Rough Riders are favored by 2.5. Deal or no deal? <laughs> deal. I'll take the Riders. You taking the deal? Riders to cover the spread at 2.5. And uh, Monday, Ottawa at Montreal. Alouette's favored by 6.5. Deal or no deal? Oh, I know. Deal. And I love this segment. We got to do this more often. <laughs> deal or no deal for betregal.net. By the way, uh, sign up now for the play free sports book. I do it. All you need is an email address and proof of age and have a lot of fun putting a little bet regal points action on the game. Hour two coming up next. Darren Dreger, TSN NHL insider and a whole lot more of this. Be right back after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.